Government loves you. Come on. Yes. Working. Working, working, working. We got sound. Uh, amazingly. Amazingly. Uh, oh, I didn't put the background on, but uh, well, Windows Windows 10. In the background, that'll do. Quick complaining, all of you. Uh, those notifications says I don't feel loved. 
well, you can feel loved here. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the trenches where we all <laughs> all got our backs against the wall uh, for various reasons. Uh, the latest being, uh, <laughs> you just don't want a dose of that that monkeypox. I've got some uh, got some good stories on that to come up. And uh, yeah, what are we what are we going to do? I was going to try and do some stars neuroscience. I've literally been off off my game the last few days and I, i'm i'm wondering if i might have picked up a bit of a bit of coof and in the when i was on the the lab trip i was uh taking a tour of uh that's a very very fancy clinic private clinic even uh, it's, it's so so well quitted out. It's uh, it was even building its own linear accelerator for this newfangled form of cancer treatment. Oh, I can't remember what it is. Neutron, neutron something something boron lesioning, and I don't know. You put lithium in and bombard it with neutrons, and it takes out tumors, something like that. But apparently, it's the only clinic that was. <laughs> It's taken in COVID patients, and I've got back, and I've just I don't have a tickly throat at home, but I just feel like I've been uh, just I don't know beat up. Um, everything aches, and uh, or aches more than usual. So I don't know. I don't know. So if I if I keel over with stroke halfway through, that'll be that'll be why. Uh, the song that song rocks more on one point two five times. How dare you, sir? It's not on. Think of the artistic integrity of uh, the William Wallace protest songs. Let me just. Did I send everything out? Did I send emails out? Did emails work? He had such. There's such a. Oh yeah, they did. It's such a hassle <laughs> in the stream setup. I can't just sit here and go stream right. There's loads of little widgets and bots and all sorts to fill out and forms to fill in triplicate, etc. It's a nightmare, absolute nightmare. But this is the way that we fight in the 21st century, and we should be thankful. This is just how we have to fight at the moment, and uh, the <laughs> the gunshot wounds are uh, for Ukrainians and Ruskies at the moment. Uh, let's see. So sorry. Nah, look, man, it's, uh, it's gonna happen, right? You, you've got to, you've got to, uh, take it on the chin as it were. You know, I could have masked up, uh, I was taking ivermectin, uh, as a precautionary measure, uh, because there is a big COVID wave. So uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was just feeling shitty because of <laughs> ivermectin. I don't know. Uh, Jason says, got your email. That's good. That's good. All right. So it's late already. It's nearly 2 30. <laughs> I got started. I started to get this ready at about 11. 11. When, when, was, when was I talking to uh, Blick Tex Evading? Cyber Phoenix. Uh, well, yeah, 10, 11. It's like three hours of sort of preparation and what have you. All right, uh, Doc, is there any way to truly get rid of cold sores for life or will the herpes virus always be? I, I think it's something you live with till till your dying day. <laughs> get some Survirax would be my advice and uh, some Shilajit Mumjo from... What's his name? 
the geo always comes through. Andrew Kaufman. Uh, Doc, you're herxamering. Uh, maybe, but th- th- that you know what? That maybe because I've been itching like crazy as well. I was I was itching all over so bad. I had <laughs> to take some uh, antihistamine today. Um, let's see. Right, what am I doing? Can't think. Yeah, my Herxheimer reaction is uh, giving me too much brain fog right now. What should I do? Press buttons. Work through step by step here. Let's go to our main screen. Hopefully it's going to behave. Yes, I can bring out, haven't brought him out for a long time, uh, Eddie Holmes special. We're going to be looking at uh, some of Eddie Holmes' work. And I, I haven't given much attention to the the science papers that came out, sort of the the definitive answer on uh on lab origins and natural zoonosis etc but I've, i thought i would because it's such a today i would because it's such a mendacious fucking article that they're pushing and, and a degree of astroturfing going on and i think in the current environment that we oh hang on have i not something's wrong here that's better setup was screwed up on the screen um funny how the more ludicrous the name the more expensive the grift chemical shilly yeah shilly mumjo something like that some some mountain exudate full of minerals i think um hot flashes dice to have you back can you discuss a bit your lab results if i if i have time it's on the it's on the list and we have this german study to compare to and i'm i'm inclined to use this so i've got mine sort of ready and to load and this this is quite interesting this study so we've got i think w- what seems like a relatively well done investigation i've got some questions about their methods and what have you but there's stuff that we've done that i want to do and so they can uh pave away somewhat and we can we can compare notes and see what we do have uh between each other and what's uh what's consistent so um i will try i'll see how my voice holds out i'll see how the 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 energy levels are as we go through this so of course uh, i wanted to just put this one up um a bit of uh, morale building for everyone uh because uh well Jonathan Oh Jonathan got showered today on Twitter. So we must salute our martyrs as they get taken down and uh we will keep fighting and if you want to uh, let me just see if I can he does have a new new uh no yeah this one let me let me just uh, he does have a new uh where against the rules but uh there you go um there's for uh that's where you can follow jonathan uh at the moment um why did he get taken down i don't know uh i don't <laughs> jonathan's uh twitter feed is not like my twitter feed it's not in your face it's a very sort of uh subtle snark to it and i don't i don't see him upsetting 
people deliberately uh, or like or, or aggressively like I would for example and all all I can say is that the purges are happening right now and look th these have historical precedent just the fact that they can do it easily in the digital domain doesn't make it any less palatable or less ethically dubious and we know that there are organized teams on twitter on social media that are engaged in narrative control we looked at that in the last stream and uh, i might i might just play that again just just to remind everyone what was that that was uh reformed hamilton aki majid nawaz um now where did that go Ah, come on! It's it's not immediately obvious to me which which link it is. So I don't want to lose momentum too much. But you know, there's we were looking at. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I know where it was. Um, Bibliary Don. Oh Paul, where is he? Where's where's that link? Um, is that just going to be in my Bibli? I don't know what I can do. <laughs> just bear with me. No, it's just, uh, I get sidetracked. It's my ADD. Uh, I can go down here. We do have uh, links, uh, the Apocalypse and Daniel. Uh, let's do that. We need to put um, Walter Chestnut uh, in there as well. And... Do, 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 do. Was it this one? FBI Mar-a-Lago. Mm, no. Mm. Gatekeepers. I don't know. It was in there. <laughs> Paul, if you're watching, um, UFO woo woo. Was that it? No. Ah, god damn it. Anyway, um it was it was here that uh was the the clip from Majid Nawaz. <laughs> That's bothering me now. It's bothering me now that I can't find it. Uh, trust the science. Maybe maybe it was before this one then, but uh, yeah. Well, actually, that just reminds me. Uh, I managed to get back the YouTube channel, so I'm streaming on that one. So you might got an alert on that. I did I did contest it, um, and the reason I got banned was they said medical misinformation when I was there critiquing the viruses aren't real. Let's uh, come back to what got kicked a long time ago from. Uh, Twitter now again you know there's a, there's another one that you know w wasn't doing anything wrong except coming forward with hypotheses after he's read a bunch of papers like Walder does and you know <laughs> I just like I say if you if if you're gonna get taken out right you may as well, you may as well at least have the satisfaction that you've given them the middle finger that's what I think but um 
<laughs> well, has got kicked. You know, I've been kicked a million times, but then that could be for a million different reasons. And you know, I'm, I'm, uh, how should we say, less um, accommodating of uh, of people, and I'm, you know, you could say, oh, you know, you you're, you're poking protected classes on Twitter, maybe, maybe, but. Um, no, there's, uh, eventually switched to Rufkin as a permanent home base. That's where everyone is migrating. Well, sir, Andrew, Alexander, sorry. I'll have you know that, uh, we're going after Rufkin. We talk, you listen. That's where you should be. Um, because all, all of these, uh, corporate, um, platforms will eventually succumb. They will succumb to the pressure from the shareholder, the BlackRock Vanguard shareholder nudge, right? That they, that those platforms are in it to make money. And right now, I'm not in this to make money. It's more about trying to engage in um, some degree of insurgency on the internet to push back, to, to try and keep a record where the, where the corporates would try and um, take out your history, you, you know, your uploads to YouTube, your uh, your posts on Twitter. And I'm trying to, like I said, I don't trust anything. We know that Odyssey uh, has now succumbed already. They've, uh, there was a corporate uh, notice from them. And like I say, as soon as money comes in as an investment um, opportunity for them, because that's what these people are in it for then th you can be sure that they'll switch off your speech it, it's that simple especially if you go against the uh corporate convergence global homo um just get the info out everywhere others will share it um yes and uh yes alexander this is our, our own server infrastructure salute to uh tax evading blick simon phoenix for um making this work we also have um we might even um migrate to let me do this link let me do this and we might use peertube infrastructure um uh yes because uh, it has a bunch of uh, settings in it that are pre-baked and people are complaining that our current server setup only allows um, 1080p streaming. Which I, I get, is, it's kind of irritating if you're on a uh, not-so-stellar uh, connection. So if you, if you want, you can go and watch uh, there uh, again. Um, Please, uh, please use the facilities. Otherwise, they will go. Uh, they will go away. <laughs> I've got to be able to maintain those servers. And like I say, I'm not in it for the money. I'm, you know, this is uh, sort of, I don't know. Like I say, science, science insurgency because we're being wrapped up like a, like a boa constrictor's uh, got a hold of us and uh, is squeezing the life out of anything that approximates scientific dissent. You know, after two and a half years, I've had a gutful and uh, I'm about ready to say, let it burn. I don't see much left worth saving right now. I really don't. I really don't. All, all those institutes with all their tax breaks and all the filled to the gills with lick spittle mouthpieces all need to go. A lot of it. 
and and start again <laughs> and keep and keep the corporate weaponized piles of cash out of the mix right we must we must have a sort of i don't know like the equivalent of the fin blue line but uh, the fin academic line that that unbiased uh, yeah objectively will look at um evidence and isn't caught in this hunt for grants and papers and publishing and like i say my solution is is that it becomes a more monastic type of existence um we completely dismantle the publishing um journals and that architecture and the results just get published per department you can hire someone to make it look like a journal article to make a pdf if you want and you just have a you just have that that department's journals per month and <laughs> just do it that way remove as much of the temptation to engage in what was what was that uh kumar kumar what was his name what was his name where's that the primate researcher where did he go why are my tabs all messed up now oh, there we go um kushal that's right this guy um you know we we need to we need to be able to have some way of pushing back rather rather than relying on people like myself who were but one I'm supposed to be supposed to be fucking medically retired. I'm not supposed to be working. Uh, uh, <laughs> get distracted. Let's move on. If you're walked uh, in here and wondering what's going on, that's me. I am a scientist. Uh, I was principal investigator at Career Brain Research Institute. I'm now part of what seems uh, seems a uh, dwindling insurgency on the internet, pushing back against uh, again corporate sponsored scientism. And these people are not, they're not, they lack the ethics and morals to be in the positions that we've granted them. Put it that way. And we're going to have a look at that in this stream. And so what you should do, housekeeping, we must do this because literally the last stream I did, we got schwacked halfway through live right they were taking they're taking my channels down when there's no strikes and they're taking it out midstream right which means that there are people that are that are locked in and sort of actively flagging um content that they think is uh well anything get taken down and they'll i don't know what was the last one um because i got two uh one one was um online harassment well, if if critiquing scientists is online harassment, then I'm guilty. If if making uh, if making goofy pictures of them uh, just to just to illustrate their uh, their confirmation biases, then I'm guilty. But if we if we're not allowed to do this, and I'd say I've, I would have I would have been happy a few years ago to have played the uh, you know. The old, uh, the old academic game, the you know the whack of leather on willow. That's a lazy uh, Sunday afternoons as we discuss around afternoon tea the merits 
one study versus another, but we've gone, we've blown past that <laughs> a long, long time ago. We are in a uh, information war right now. It's a war for your mind, and they're using science against you right now. And it, it, like I say, there's there's a few of us who have popped our heads up above the parapet and are trying to push back. Um, and uh, let's see, Morty got upset about information. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I'll, we'll get to the stories uh, about pox. I'm going to get there in a second. So um, please bookmark McCannDojo.com. It's hard for them to take that down. Go there. Um, if you can, right, because... I say um, I survived doing this now. I've blown any chance of me being able to get uh, anything approximating a career. Should should my health improve and I come out of ill health retirement? There's no way that's going to happen. So right now, <laughs> that's a, what would you say? A, um, a I, I was a technocrat right in this globalist system you know a bit of a pampered one but if you get taken out of the game like i did by an accident um there's very very little um in way of assurance i'm lucky that i have uh, got my family and i'm sort of like i'm settled in japan somewhat but um i don't get anything in terms of money um no support whatsoever the like i say there's a positive and negatives to that in in, in japan it keeps everything nice it stops uh, it stops dull dosses etc and you know you you're uh, you're not subsumed by third world immigration that's coming for what would be luxurious benefits to them that they can ship back home and so um but it means that i'm dependent on support from public you people who sit there and uh, appreciate what it is that i do and you could become a patreon um that's still active to me they took away my paypal and again this censorship is getting very very intense i say jonathan is just the latest casualty but you know we've been i've been dealing with it for a long long time and to the point where they will try and debank debank you so you can't speak out so it becomes more and more difficult to to sit in front of a camera and point out where the emperor has no clothes whether whether scientism is is spiraling all of us down the drain and if you don't think that these people aren't putting massive resources into this then you're clueless as to as to the game that's being played right now and then it has it has international implications right that right down to literal accusations of bio warfare rattling around the ukraine and like i said because of the lab trip i didn't really cover the um the latest from russia where they're literally accusing the west of uh covid19 coming from ukraine now i don't know they might be stretching it a bit there um uh, the us is flooded by the third world yep um your currency is going to be in the gutter well yeah maybe but um any currency is useful to me uh, so patreon there is a tip jar there and uh not that one that one and um it's legit we don't see your credit card or anything but if you want to send some money try and feed myself and uh black evading <laughs> tax evading blick simon phoenix uh you can send a dono and uh, you can just put for simon tax evader and if you put that i'll make sure uh, he gets it and uh, or you can put your name 
whatever, and you can send any amount that you want. If you want to see more studies, if you want to see me in the lab, right, I could be doing more and more studies in the lab right now, beyond what we're beyond what we've done so far. But again, that's uh, money, and someone someone needs to break off a few of those bitcoins that they're hoarding those digital tulips and send them to me and I, I will guarantee you that I will put them into scientific research so I was <laughs> paying my taxes well your criminal record suggests otherwise uh let's see right let's move on I did uh, I did Jonathan um and of course uh I should say this from trash keck smiles um we were we're always we're always there we'll fight Fighting the gutter, that's our trenches. Um, calling them digital tulips from now on. Please do. Uh, good doggy wants me to look at this. Um, oh, yes, yes, thank you, uh, GD. Thank you. Let's just bring this here. Majid Nawaz. Um, you know what? I'm going to take this two minutes. The, the person that was chair of this committee in the World Health Organization before her was an American. He was Obama's information czar, Sunstein, S-U-N-S-T-E-I-N. Uh, -E That's in there. Cass yep. Sunstein, Obama's information czar. Now, but the interesting thing is what these people believe in. They say with their own words, they tell us what they believe in. So he's written a paper in which he spoke about the need to challenge conspiracy theorists and the government needs to do so. This is the paper. And in this paper, there's a very interesting word that he uses. Uh, one of the recommendations he makes right there at the bottom of the page you're looking at now is cognitive infiltration of the groups that produce conspiracy theories. Now, I believe, Del, that this is an incredibly sinister term. You can see in the recommendations one and two, he talks about banning conspiracy theories and the government taxing, taxing or other financial otherwise imposing some kind of punitive measure on those who disseminate such theories. So already they've got the banning. Really quick, the before we, let, me, let me read it. Let me read it for people because it was yep. really quick. Let's read through just a couple sure. of these points really yep. quickly. So here's what yep. he wrote. Government might itself engage in counter speech, marshalling arguments to discredit conspiracy theories. Government might formally hire credible private parties to engage in counter speech. Government might engage in informal communication with such parties, encouraging them to help each instrument as a distinctive set of potential effects or costs and benefits. And there at the bottom, our main policy idea is that government should engage and cognitive infiltration of the groups that produce conspiracy theories, which involves a mix of three, four, and five. Uh, let's look at the top. What can government do about conspiracy theories? Among the things it can do, what should it do? We can readily imagine a series of possible responses. Government might ban conspiracy theorizing. Government might impose some kind of tax, financial or otherwise, on those who disseminate such theories. I mean, so... Yeah, I mean, like just total control. This it's certainly not the, based on the Constitution and the, the dream of of America. And, and there we go, folks. And like I say, if you don't think that there aren't targeted teams looking at us right now, like I say, you probably you probably shouldn't be watching me. Okay. And again, what are, what are they doing? They they've got a catchall. The same playbook for Bolsheviks from a hundred years ago, and this time, this time it's conspiracy theories, and they will use the same mechanisms of uh, you, you're mentally ill, etc., for questioning their scientific pronouncements, because that's what we're doing. That's the reason that I'm here, sitting here, trying to trying to wade through all this evidence, and 
you know, I'm I'm forced to at the moment. Thank you, good doggy, for for that link. Much appreciated. Um, I'm forced to at the moment because <clears throat> because of the um, the shutting down of speech and hypotheses is that I'm I'm having to stake out some of the some of the most furthest of the probabilities that we need to be taking a look at and that and that is that these programs that have led to things like SARS-CoV-2 are essentially next generation biowarfare programs and I'm of the opinion that they're going to as great a length as possible to from limited hangouts cognitive infiltration to try to convince you that ah you don't you don't want to be considered a loony you don't want to be considered a conspiracy theorist you don't want to get tarred by those people you might might get accused of wrong think you might get cancelled because getting cancelled hurts it'll hurt you financially and like i say i i have to fight every week to get channels back etc and it's you, you've got to be you've got to have a particular mindset to be able to walk this particular fire as it were um who says the u.s government has been doing this for a long time there's a good documentary mirage men that details the navy's infiltration of the ufo community with information mj12 disinfo yeah interesting like i say i don't and <laughs> what do we what do we have right now we literally have a u.s government now admitting to ufos now look i'm <laughs> as a kid i was fascinated by uh ufos the thought that there could be uh i don't know interstellar or interdimensional beings um zipping in and out of uh existence here and you know after a few intense acid trips as a teenager i kind of got the message <laughs> yeah there's some uh, there's some weird shit going on when you open those filters wide open so you know be careful about where you where, what you what you're looking for and <laughs> go down that pathway but like i say there the, they've gaslit the public and they're doing exactly the same right now they've got that they've got these messages down pat right that they, they've worked out the psychology and now now they have the tools to really really manipulate en masse the public and we've seen it writ large the last two and a half years and like i say to the point where supposedly the pillars upon which we as a civilization built ourselves that 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 right of free expression expression speech thought you should have been able to um well you should have been able to question the orthodoxy without fear of reprisal without fear of uh infiltrate cognitive infiltration from what what's his name sustain the the husband of samantha powers right if that's a these these people have, have infiltrated everything right, like i say they may be fabian socialists they may be just outright bolshies they may just be democrat deviants <laughs> i don't know but what what i do see is i i see a corrupt and perverse system emerging that i i don't want anything to do with that if if i've got <laughs> all the time i've got breath in my body i'm gonna literally metaphorically try and burn it down 
because I don't want my children being gaslit like they are right now. I don't want my children to be part of the uh, the untermensch that are controlled by QR codes. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, I got some Hugo Boss wearing Antarcticians. <laughs> no. I've seen a few UFOs, my never they exist, whether they're aliens or us. Well, look, <laughs> like I say, when I was, uh, when I were a lad, when I were a lad, we would, we would innocently eat those bits of blotting paper. Just, just to have a giraffe, just wanted to laugh. <laughs> I think one of, one of the, uh, one of the most intense moments that I had, right, you know, it was... Well, apart, apart from like, we have like the, the, the real psycho, psychotomimetic experiences where, where, where your soul is being <laughs> dismantled piece by piece uh, by, by gremlins, etc. And it seems to go on for infinity. Not, not those ones, but ones where I, I remember I was just sort of chilled out, laying back, right? Everyone's asleep in the house and just the TV was off and I watched... I watched two entities climb out the TV. <laughs> climb out the TV. <laughs> and like th th when, you, when you're doing uh, those types of uh, compounds, you know, you have a generally you have an idea that, ah, that, you know, that's something that's part of the, the, the visual phantasmagoria of, of the experience. But this, this shit looked real. Real, real, real as everything else in front of me, and like they sort of, they, they, they sort of, I don't know, like liquid sort of poured out the TV, and they were like these little three foot like gnomes with, uh, with like they looked like little monks, right? And they were sort of walking, walking towards me. I'm sitting like on the sofa watching it, and then, and then I, I realized that they communicate to each other and said oh he's awake and then they just sort of slip back into the tv <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that it's it's been one of the uh more how should we say um weird weird experiences that i've had with uh, that that little 5h2a agonist it's clockwork gnomes fam <laughs> yeah just I've I've completely screwed up the stream now. I'm on an acid flashback. God damn it! What was I doing? I'm already in bad enough state. Oh, yeah. Monkeypox. That's right. So this was just put in the uh, Discord. I like to stay up to date. Uh, flight attendant with confirmed monkeypox says sex not involved in his infection and believes he caught it on the airplane from a hotel or maybe another infected employee. Um, looking at this rather effeminate young man, um, I'm not buying that excuse. Let's just see what uh, TikTok has to say. Days except date since taking the medicine. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is why. Uh... Roll one, no. Roll one, no pufters. They cannot be trusted. I don't believe him for a minute. Listen to that lispy accent. <laughs> I felt a lot better. 
Um, I could actually, like, sleep at night now since getting it. Um, normally I would be, like, sweating my ass off every night, tossing and turning, having excruciating headaches. But ever since taking the medicine, it feels a lot better. Apparently he didn't get it from, uh, from both to sex. All right. Anyway, um, so had a bit lined up. So uh, try to keep current, of course. Uh, the administration that just raided Donald Trump's home for old nuclear information hired this person to oversee current nuclear information. Now we all, we all know about <laughs> his name, Sam Brinton. Degenerate, and uh, we know we know he's got a thing for dogs for dags. Do you like dags? And now, and now we have this paper evidence of human to dog transmission of monkeypox virus. Now, it's a short, it's a short report, but uh. <laughs> If if you be of a sensitive disposition, I might might advise you to uh, turn away right now. But uh, oh, this just caught my eye. What? <laughs> Two men who have sex with men. Sorry, that should just read. You could have saved yourself on the word count there. Come on. Two homos attended Hôpital Salpêtrière Paris. That's where I started my PhD. That's where I got a taste for Tourette syndrome. That's the home of Gilles de la Tourette. On June 10th, 2020, one man referred to as patient walker forward is Latino, aged 44 years, and lives with HIV with undetectable viral loads on antiretrovirals. The second man, patient two, is white, aged 20, white. Latina, just goddamn these racial stereotypes. It's not on. Age 27 years and HIV negative. The men are non-exclusive. What the fuck does that mean? The men uh, engage in all sorts of degeneracy, it should say, that uh, the medical community should be frowning upon as they're using up valuable resources. Uh, Non-exclusive partners living in the same household. They each signed a consent form for the use of their clinical and biological data. <laughs> if they'd known this was going to happen, I don't think they would have. And for the publication of anonymized photographs. <laughs> <laughs> but that there is the uh, groin. Uh, the It looks like the back of the neck, maybe. Uh, oh, no, that's a dog, perhaps. This is... There's the uh, anus. It's peep shoot. <laughs> uh, RTP privacy tech tip says Odyssey also blocks users attempting to log in with Tor, so they aren't as private as people think. No, they're not. They're not, man. Like I say, you've got to get used to uh, bookmark McCann Dojo WTYL dot live. This is where the uh, the streaming the streaming insurgency is uh, is taking a route. We we are we're trying to fight. Maybe yet. Yeah, maybe not. 
can't tell how old times. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's the dude's uh, anus. And um, <laughs> you go on. <laughs> 12 days after symptom onset, their male Italian greyhound, aged four years and with no previous medical disorders, presented with mucocutaneous lesions, including abdomen pustules and a thin anal ulceration. Now, look, look, man. Uh... <laughs> Oh, DJ says, does that poop shit? <laughs> Suppressor. <laughs> oh, Nick, I'm sorry, man. You're gonna you're gonna get some grief <laughs> at the moment, but the dog tested positive monkeypox virus. Well, anyway, somehow. If you'd said to me, well, the dog got facial, facial monkeypox because, you know, just the coom is just flying left, right and centre and the, just the dog's going to be a dog, right? And going to lick it. <laughs> Not going to let that protein go to waste. But somehow, somehow the poof's dog got it in its ass. Now, um... <laughs> uh, fuck my sofa. Do I want do I want to look at the, the appendix? I want to see the dog's anal ulcer. I do, apparently. That's it. C and D. Mm -hmm. where, where is it? Supplementary material. What am I doing? Why do I want to see the dog's anal ulcer? I don't, I don't believe them otherwise. It's it's such a it's such a absurd absurd sounding uh, face. Look <laughs> at the end. Given the dog's skin and mucosal lesions, as well as the positive monkey virus PCR results from anal and oral swabs, we hypothesize a real canine disease, not a simple carriage of the virus by close contact with humans or airborne transmission or both. Our findings should prompt debate on the need to isolate pets from monkeypox virus individuals. I think it should just prompt debate about just stopping homos from having pets. Last time I checked, bestiality was still illegal. You can't go round. You can't go round sexually abusing your dog. Jesus. <laughs> I can't I can't find the doggy anal lesion. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> the men. <laughs> the men co-reported. Men reported co-sleeping with their dog. <laughs> oh, <Over our> misses. <laughs> oh dear. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> I want to see assholes on screen. Ugh. Um, let's say, yeah. Okay. Let me let me compose myself. Down to more serious business. Um, now the thing to be looking out for. Uh, should uh, should we be dealing with something a little bit more? Uh, should we say nefarious than uh, zoonotic spillover? <laughs> Man's best friend with benefits. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, look. Kind of, kind of get the ladies, you know, that that dog tongue and that, but ugh, dog's ass. Do me a favour. <laughs> dog's like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, forget the dogs. <laughs> That's some serious shit. The, the health system is imploding in the UK. In an emergency, minutes can make all the difference. But minutes are turning into hours waiting for help as ambulance and hospital trusts face unprecedented pressures. For those that need emergency help, the wait can seem endless. And in some cases, it is. When I got mauled by the dog, which is my arm here, all scarred up, uh, <laughs> were you uh, were you being inappropriate with the dog? Chance. Um, the ambulance service said there's no ambulances. We're going to have to wait up to two hours. Um, then they sent um, a, phone, a first responder that comes in a car, um, and then she turned up and she said there's no ambulances. So she patched me up, and in the NHS account, she said they call for an Uber, which they got for me, and then put me in. And sent me on my way in an Uber. <laughs> Stakeholder NHS. Working. Working with the corporate infrastructure. You'll get an Uber now. <laughs> well, look, man. He got bit by a dog. Nut up. Get on with it. Well, don't nut in the dog. Like, bleeding. At the time, I thought I was bleeding to death. In July, NHS staff dealt with more than 85,000 life-threatening call-outs, the highest number since records began. That's nearly... The highest number since records began. Now, I wonder why. I wonder why that's happening. Anyone has it a guess? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Fuck off, Gaffer says... The puff does know a dog's ass is almost as clean as its mouth. <laughs> mm. 
Now, look, man, I don't, I don't know where this came from, right? I don't know where this came from, but um, when I was a lad, I remember, I remember all the old people used to say, "Best medicine is dog's tongue." Right? <laughs> if you let the dog lick your face, they would say, "Don't worry, best medicine, dog's tongue." Nearly 25,000 more of the most serious incidents compared to July 2019 before the pandemic. The number of people ringing 111 has also increased. There were more than 1.9 million calls, more than any other month this year. There are also challenges when it comes to freeing up beds. Nearly 13,000 people a day are spending more time in hospital than they need because of shortages in areas like social care. Those representing England's Ambulance and Hospital NHS Trust says the delays are putting pressure on fewer and fewer staff, and fewer staff are exacerbated. Ah, uh, modern Britain. <laughs> what, a, what a picture. That just about sums it up. Delays. In many ways, the NHS is, is facing a perfect storm. We're, we're grappling with over 100,000 uh, staff vacancies, which makes it particularly... Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder if that had anything to do with, uh, you know, mandates of certain kinds. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're not that well. With Those are winter images, maybe. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit of uh, stock footage. I'm still waiting for the NHS to cut out my third testicle. <laughs> what? Completely different for those staff who are at the front line. Uh, we're also coping with backlogs of care from the pandemic. The current system is experiencing delays at both ends, at the patients and at the hospital doors. 88-year-old TV cartoonist Bill Tidy MBE was forced to wait outside for over three hours for an ambulance after collapsing with a chest infection and pneumonia. His daughter Sylvia had called for help, but it soon became clear that the waiting had just begun. We called a doctor who finally came out to us and she said he has to go to hospital. He's probably got pneumonia, so we, uh, she called the ambulance because she said it would be faster than if we did. So we only waited three or four hours for the ambulance and the paramedics were amazing. They did all the checks and said, yes, we really do need to take him to hospital. And to cut the long story short, 24 hours later, he was given a bed. Today, NHS England has set out steps to avert a winter crisis. It plans to create 7,000 new hospital beds. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I'm not sure I'm buying that bit of propaganda at the end there. And like I say, are they when you're when you're unleashing these chaos agents? Well, remember what Joanna said. They're trying to uh, they they take out the first responders first. This is how you increase the chaos. Has a snowballing effect. Uh, should have called a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> like lady said, just did my first vaxxed vented. Died within four days. A few days ago. Um. Just did my first faxed, vented, died within four days, a few days ago. I, I don't know what that means. They built quarantine camps instead of hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Fill the streets with sewage, then unleash the propaganda. Indeed. Uh, so just a, a, an addition to that story. Apparently they're sending the, the armed police. So the armed response units carry uh, defibrillator units and they're trained in CPR. And so now because the ambulance service is being stretched and broken. And again, these are the data points that we need to be looking for. Is Is there something going on that they're not quite telling us? And these these are strong, strong signals in that direction. Uh, like I said, let's pray that it gets under control. My suspicion is looking at the uh, the stakes at play. We probably haven't seen the worst of it yet. Nick Trader says, I think there's a bloke inside an apartment in the block behind my house. What? Go and check. Do a wellness check on him. Jesus. No, it's, I remember. Sorry. Wow, what I were a lad. I used to I used to have this great summer job. And had an Austrian girlfriend and uh I would go to Austria and I would work in uh in the uh mountains of the forests in Austria, just doing, you know, picking up trash, that sort of thing, maintenance, and it was a fucking cool job, I loved it, and um, I, I I got promoted to, like, building uh, hunting stands uh, for deer shooting, and <laughs> I'll never forget, one day they were like, oh, we need you, we need you at the... Uh, the central office which was like in this in this tiny little austrian town steyer uh famous for uh its guns actually steyer steyer rifles come from there and uh so the, the office was in like this sort of castle you know i say castle but sort of medieval type building that had like a courtyard and there there was this old lady who who was being given an apartment because her husband used to be head of the forestry commission in that region and so she'd she'd been in there and she'd been living there for well till till she she passed away but i shit you not right they had me and this other lad who were just sort of part-time workers and they had some prisoners on day release and we had we had to clean that apartment up right and literally there were just like walkways right where you could just walk to little parts that were that would be functional <laughs> like the bathroom or the bed and the toilet and everything was just stacked with magazines and junk and she had a few dogs as well so everything was just covered in <laughs> dogs played a big part everything was just soaked in piss and shit right and they just they gave us some rubber gloves face mask said go on get in there clean it out and we did didn't ask any questions just got on with it anyway i can't remember what i've got for on a tangent oh yeah dead people yeah don't don't leave them to rot it stinks right uh moving on so, so, we, of course, of course, CDC catching up with science that we already knew about. Uh, facts about mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, which are 100% safe and effective. You should be getting yours right now if you haven't got it already. 
mRNA COVID-19 vaccines cannot give someone COVID-19 or other illnesses. Take that to the bank. mRNA vaccines do not use any live virus. Mm. mRNA vaccines cannot cause infection with the virus that causes COVID-19 or other viruses. They do not affect or interact with our DNA. mRNA from these vaccines do not enter the nucleus of the cell where our DNA genetic material is located, so it cannot change or influence our genes. The mRNA and spike protein, well, this has been removed now, and I can't believe it that they've removed this. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just uh, it can't, doesn't compute. Doesn't compute that they would have got this wrong. The mRNA and spike protein does not last in the body. Our cells break down mRNA from these vaccines and get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. Scientists estimate that the spike protein, like other proteins, our bodies may stay in the body up to a few weeks. That should be... Now that's been taken away. Someone, someone's been lying. We know who. Um, wait. Let's move on. Oh, we've got time for Shahids, the martyrs for the course. <laughs> And a special shout out to Jonathan Cooey, martyr today, and uh, of course, tributes poured in after sudden death of young Belfast boxer Dominic Oscar. We salute him and his uh, commitment to the cause of sequestering carbon, doing his best to look after the environment, so you, you can enjoy countryside and steak should you be part of the billionaire class um, Ireland again West Belfast footballer Molly White again we salute her commitment to sequestering carbon doing her bit for the environment her parents must feel such pride that the young Shahid would step forward into the line of duty and fire like this we salute them all Brett Stecker, editor at Medscape, contributor at Siam at NPR Health Science, former donut writer, author of A History of the Human Brain. Uh, a little disgruntled but took it like a champ. Oh, I've missed the other bit, but uh, he has uh, given everything to the cause, looking after the environment like you slackers are not. Um, <laughs> And people have been asking me about this, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll tone down the Shahid music. And um, they've asked me, is this real? Well, I can tell you it's a beating heart, that's for sure. I can tell you it certainly looks like a blood clot. Um, beyond that... Look at this, tell me if it looks the same way. So this is something that I... Got from somewhere. Well, that's a beating heart. Try, yeah, I'm trying exactly. to look, mate. There's currently reduced video audio quality due to network conditions. I can't um, connect to see the stream, mate. I can see it very clearly. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you able to watch it? No. Yes. I'm not John. Okay. 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 Oh yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. Now look at this. So we're just so making we're just a comparison making here. So, um, it looked real. I don't, I don't think that was faked. Uh, I've, uh, I've opened enough monkey chest cavities to, uh, to confirm that that looks real. The, the only thing that I would 
perhaps be a little uh maybe the size seemed a bit off but it's difficult to tell without sort of some sort of objective marker of the scale so um the what to, what to make of this I, I, again i'm i'm trying to be youtube friendly i don't think this was the uh the vaccine we know we know that SARS is a uh, a quack. Of course, it's coagulopathies. Must be the virus. Must be the virus. Nothing else. And if you think if you think that it's uh, anything to do with the uh, the lovingly supplied uh, medical products from our corporate overlords, well, then shame on you. Shame on you. You you people. You don't even have the guts to sequester your carbon like those young shaheeds we just looked at. Uh, Bola has COVID. Yes, uh, I did. Uh, I did see that. Um, Expose news. Uh, why do um, I know? I know what this is. We've looked at this before. This is the DOD. Um, uh, this is yes. We've looked at this again. We tried to dig into this at the time and you know look for sort of post. Uh, post-pandemic changes to the database it wasn't that obvious like I say <laughs> oh my archive is lost well I've, I've got it but um we got it where where it is in my uh hours and hours of uh, research and analysis I don't know but um yeah we've we've seen this before oh it's always 14 days to save the expose what about saving uh PhDs yeah, this was uh, back back a while, but uh, thank you for the link. I, I am well aware of it. Uh, all right, let me just uh, catch up with the chat real quick. Uh, Arthur Card says, The Jew! Always comes through. How dare you? Um, that's just racist. My right testicle has a growth in the tube which carries the juice. It grown substantially since jabs. <laughs> Ouch! Uh, signal is what the, that hospitals are overflowing maybe it's marie i was referring to interview whose loved ones oh i see hi marie uh thank you kev that's what i was going to say too but best kept my mouth shut uh they said it is not cancer but who knows his friends have been knocking for the last three days but he's a pisshead um well you know can't, i've been drunk a thousand times by the uh was it a rem song but uh don't think i ever slept for three days uh let's see it sounds like my house this rogue trader <laughs> yeah mine's getting that way uh but the catholics say i can have two wives now is that true is that true gotta compete with islam somehow right uh funny it came after the jabs well there's something wrong with you then chris because there's no way that these 100 percent safe and 100 percent effective juices could have done anything to you like that sorry uh, you've seen the study from Thailand. Yes, I have. And again, uh, all these studies which just keep implicating uh, the, uh, the lovingly bestowed gene transfection technologies from our corporate overlords. I'm just not buying it anymore. I'm not buying it. I'm just I'm looking after my YouTube channel. I'm looking after number one now. That's it. Just looking after number one. My, number, my YouTube channel. Um, Black tax evader, Simon Phoenix. Uh, 
let's see. Jana, good to see you. If they could only track who got what batches, they will never allow a link. Well, we don't need that link. How dare you? Uh, let's see. Relax, folks. They're going to keep a tight watch for side effects. Yes, that's right. Who knows? You know that. You know that's true. Uh, what am I looking at? This medicinal product has been given authorization for temporary supply by the UK Department of Health and Social Care and the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency does not have a marketing authorization, but this temporary authorization grants permission for the medicine to be used as a booster dose. Well, quite rightly so. And uh, I, I look forward to all of you, all of you stepping up and doing your civic duty, whether it's taking these bivalent, bivalent gene transfection technologies or or the real heroes stepping forward and uh, sequestering your carbon so that Klaus Schwab doesn't have to or Kissinger for that matter usually surgeries are magnified right um well I, d I don't like this Uh, it's it's difficult, like I say, with n with nothing to reference size with. It's hard for me to say. Um, it's a very fatty heart, and look, um, hearts get blood clots too, right? So we don't know, we don't know when this was taken, etc. So, but um, I'm I'm looking after number one. Can't be can't be uh, anything to do with. Uh, <laughs> corporate juice uh road trader says i don't trust that loony bloke his funeral home is just a lockup on an industrial estate in milton Keynes. some bloke on bit shoot went there yeah that's like i say i would i would be um circumspect about this guy um i did try i, I tried to reach out to him said please send me a sample of uh the clots but yeah, there's stuff we can do to them we can stain them see what they are um do, 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 do. Did that, did that. Uh, shit, Doc is really sick. <laughs> okay. My daughter's best friend, age 35 years old, did not want to take the vaccine. How dare she? It's just, what's wrong? What's wrong with her sense of civic duty? Now is wearing a heart monitor because low resting heart rate. She's not athletic. Um, I don't get, she, she had, to, she did her civic duty. Well then, she should be proud to wear that heart monitor. What's the matter with it? Uh, seeing as it's 100% safe and 100% effective, why not get another shot? It just makes sense. I agree, 100%. Um, if it's a prion or a protein, would not serepetase enzyme help if it breaks down these things? So serepetase, etc., are good for um, normal clots. I don't. I, I'm not sure that there's really the evidence for um, them breaking down amyloid per se. I've seen. I've seen. Um, patents that have been put forward uh, proposing it and again look um we've had amyloid busters for a long long time and they don't well like i say in neurological disorders they're not uh, they're not a panacea at all in fact they don't do anything now in something like that in a condition like that i'm not i'm not sure <laughs> it's just i'm not sure a few uh, a few pills or some uh, some soybeans are gonna help 
in that particular instance, you're probably going to need some open heart surgery to drag out something like that. You'll be kicking and screaming. Um, they've already started on the DAGs. Yes. Um, so, and like I say, prion protein is not the right way of describing it. So the prions are, well, more to be more technically precise you would say that these are amyloid like inclusions i guess aggregations um prion protein and prion scrapey protein refers specifically to prion proteins now we call um the, the sort of protein misfolding disorders prionopathies as a catch-all I don't know. It's it's not it's not clinically or scientifically correct though, but that's the sort of catch-all that we've been given because it was the prions that we first sort of figured out that oligomerization um, pathology, um, misfolding pathology. Amazing that person was still living. Um, yeah, uh, I'm inclined to agree. Um, now, for some reason, those sneaky Japanese are now turning around and saying that remdesivir is cardiotoxic. I don't believe them. Don't believe them. Those sneaky Japs. <laughs> Just don't believe a word they say. Remdesivir. It's good for you. Take it. Take it twice. I think my golden is jab injured. Um, your dog. That's rough. Um... Now, a new British study finds that sexual dysfunction and hair loss are joining fatigue and brain fog as leading long COVID issues. Now, um, I I can tell you from my first first encounter with uh, post-viral uh, conditions um, in my twenties. Afterwards, in the preceding weeks to months, all my, my hair just started falling out in handfuls, and I wonder if it's more to do with some sort of autoimmune type reaction and uh, hair follicles are somewhat uh, sensitive now i'm uh, feeling the need to um take a quick uh, quick break before getting on to the science component of this i've done the news <laughs> i got I got sidetracked by the news and now i want to do the uh, we've got to do the uh, this this whoops this this reptile so just let me do this let me do uh, this with movies and tv and let me just eat and i'll be i'll be back in a couple of seconds folks and then we'll get into uh, the science
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, Sweet for Marge, uh, special there. Um, let's see. There's a new dog flu going around in the southern states and US. They're advising people to keep their pets inside until they get their shots. I guess they're already aiming at the dogs. Yeah, well, you should be lining up your dogs to get those vaccines. It's your civic duty to do so. Right. Now, now, let's get on with this. So, this, <laughs> this turd... Lopped onto my desk <laughs> last over the weekend. Was it 16th? Um, from one uh, Edward C. Holmes. Oops, here, this dude. It's this dude. This is why I'm. I'm gonna have a look at this article and uh, see what see what we can make of it. <laughs> Remember, folks. I'll just uh, just line this up for you. That Eddie Holmes was part of the uh, redacted. Redacted emails where they were all colluding, all colluding to hide anything that could point to a lab origin of uh, SARS. So, the let's dive in, shall we? My colleagues and I published the most detailed studies of the. Oh wait, hang on, I'm going to have to uh, get something ready right now. Right, where is it? Oh, don't have it to hand. Where is it? Oh, if I could get uh, I could get Fat Angie out, but I don't see it in my files. Where has she gone? Mm, well, never mind. All right. My colleagues and I published the most detailed studies of the earliest events in the COVID-19 pandemic last month in the journal Science. Now... <laughs> Already, I have a big, massive problem uh, with that statement, and uh, here's why. And you should, of course, everyone, everyone here knows, uh, Prometheus Charles Rixey, uh, WMD specialist, our bulldog marine, in there, and um, he instantly has shown them up for the uh, rapscallions that they are, and uh, quite, quite rightly... It's pointed out the fact that they've uh, they've missed a whole bunch of uh, cases. Uh, in fact, if you go back, if I go back um, here, uh, just this little this little snippet here. If Warabi et al. couldn't get this right, what should it tell us about the rest of their finding? So uh, these dots, uh, which are part of their most detailed analysis, are on the wrong side of the river, the lineage A, and uh, belong on the other side of the Yangtze, which is a mile wide, according to uh, Charles. And uh, so no wonder the New York Times, Science and Nature all impressed with Orobi. The last person to shift the course of a river to appease a petulant autocrat was Hercules. <laughs> Touche, Charles. What can I say? <laughs> so um, already... Uh, this article and the science articles have major strikes against them, right? We know that these people have conflicts of interest. Who reviewed these articles? Who let them pass? And, you know, we know now that everything is tainted. Everything is broken. And these people are just scrambling, scrambling to avoid the inevitable fallout that's going to come their way. Uh, let's see, who knows, says if they'll Epstein and Hesh talking about 
pedophilia, then the medical researchers are rightly getting twitchy rings. <laughs> 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 yep. 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 There's a whole bunch of truth there. Uh, together, these papers paint a coherent, evidence-based picture of what took place in the city of Wuhan in the lap part of 2019. Yes, yes, all nonsense. We know that's crap, right? <laughs> we know that's crap because they're missing uh, or, or geolocating cases where they shouldn't be. And um, I want to I want to get down uh, a little bit further into the article because here's where I think it gets interesting, where they say death now for the lab leak theory. Now, any scientist that would be uh, going around uh, pronouncing death knells and um, what, what did he call it at the beginning? Uh, detailed studies, but uh, wasn't wasn't there some uh, anyway? Death knells for lab leak theory. The lab leak theory rests on an unfortunate coincidence. The SARS-CoV-2 emerged in a city with a laboratory that works on bat coronaviruses. Well, goddamn, isn't that inconvenient? Isn't that inconvenient? Some of these bat coronaviruses are closely related to SARS-CoV-2, but not close enough to be direct ancestors. Well, no, that spike protein would appear to make it somewhat, <laughs> differentiate it somewhat. Uh, sadly, the focus on the Wuhan Institute of Virology has distracted us from a far more important connection that, like SARS-CoV-1, which emerged in late 2002 before it, there's a direct link between a coronavirus outbreak and a live animal market. Again, um, we we know that there were um, 80,000 tests done on, on animals and whatever you... They live in cages, I guess, in the market. <laughs> Tanks. Um, they didn't find... They didn't find any uh, originator or... or what you call it the the first the first case the the crossover animal so uh where were we where were we so consider the odds that a virus that leaked from a lab was first detected at the very place where you would expect it to emerge if it in fact had a natural animal origin vanishingly low and these odds drop further as we need to link both the a and the b lineages to the market now it doesn't because what what you're dealing with here is uh, a, a a popular well, oh, it's a visiting place. People go there because of it, it supplies their fresh food. And so people from all walks of life are going to be going there and uh, swapping all sorts willy-nilly. And again, the lineage A is across the other side of the river, and that's what they miss from this study. Uh, was the market just the location of a super-spreading event? I think that's probably more what we're looking at. Uh, nothing says so. It wasn't a crowded location. <laughs> it wasn't a crowded location in the bustling and globally connected metropolis of Wuhan. It's not even close to being the busiest market or shopping mall in the city. Ah, uh, well, um, again, I would uh, I would beg to differ if we're uh, we're looking at uh, lineage A and B emerging in that supermarket or not supermarket the fresh seafood market. Uh, for the lab leak theory to be true, SARS-CoV-2 must have been present in the Wuhan Institute of Virology before the pandemic started. This would convince me. Well, um, <laughs> difficult to tell when they take down databases in September, October time. <laughs> it's critical databases. And uh, we find out that the, uh, the memorandums of understanding that they have with other universities and institutes required those institutes to destroy that data once it was taken offline. 
But the inconvenient truth is there's not a single piece of data suggesting this. There's no evidence for a genome sequence or isolate of a precursor virus at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, we could say the, uh, that's it, the Yunnan, whatever, 48, 49. I forget, I forget its name now. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure about the, uh, the cave, the, the Yunnan cave and the miners uh, who got sick. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I, I, think it, I think it's stronger evidence than what they're pointing at here, which is some mystery animal, which they don't have any evidence of. It's just inferred from their sketchy geographic data. Uh, let's see. Even the intelligence community has found nothing. Yeah, that same intelligence community that couldn't define the, couldn't find the diffuse documents. They were, but they were talking about literally doing the same experiment, putting in furin cleavage sites into uh, SARS viruses of interest. To sign the origin of SARS-CoV-2 to the Wuhan Institute of Virology requires a set of increasingly implausible what-if scenarios. That's not true. That's not true. These eventually lead to preposterous suggestions of clandestine bioweapon research, and this is what I wanted to get to. Everything, everything is being pushed towards this narrative control of, oh God, there's no biowarfare involved. It can't have anything to do with biowarfare. <laughs> there should be a caveat to this sentence. Despite tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars being funneled to these institutes via sketchy intermediaries like EcoHealth. And again, this just makes me more determined, more determined to hold the line with respect to this hypothesis. They, they protest, they don't protest too much. When we, we know that they are part of their, even if it's medical countermeasures, and I don't think that there's anything within the SARS-CoV-2 virus that we can see that would that would point to it being a, a live attenuated vaccine. I don't think that hypothesis flies either because why why is there the furin cleavage site in it? And why is there ORF6 and ORF10, which doesn't exist in other SARS-like viruses? How come, how come the... the the flanking amino acids around where the neutrophil elastase cuts are even bigger and juicier for cutting up and making these amyloidogenic peptides. All of these questions need answering. And what, do, what does this paper avidly avoid? Anything to do with the genetic information around SARS-CoV-2, the furin cleavage site, <laughs> amyloidogenic sites, HIV-like epitopes. And so I, I think that we need a reminder that the, the, how scurrilous these people are, these people that we've entrusted to uh, look after the public good, that, that had sold on to the idea that the marrying of uh, more corporate um, imp input and funding was the best way to go to maintain objective analyses required to maintain public safety. All of, all of them are complicit. All of them have conflicts of interest. And all of them right now should be resting in jail cells. <laughs> Literally, like we know that they're lying. Right? We know that they're part of collusions and cover-ups. Uh... 
uh, let's see. What? In Iran, people went to the back market to buy Pfizer and inject themselves. Is that true? Holy shit. And again, you know, this it's, it's striking, right, that Iran was one of the major impact zones for SARS. And I can't remember, some ridiculous number, like 10 to 20% of their upper echelon got taken out with SARS. Again, it just, uh, just ticks a little box for me that just raises a little bit of suspicion. And again, it comes down to those advantageous polymorphisms. Key bono. Key bono. I was in Iran, and you won't believe what I heard from Like I said, at the beginning of the pandemic, official state that Western jabs were gene-editing tech with malicious intent. How, how dare they? Those goddamn mullahs. They don't know what they're talking about. Gene transfection technology. How dare you, Ardy? I should just ban you for that type of uh, conspiracy-mongering on my channel. So it was here in Missouri in November 2017. Wow. Well, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it was that old. What's the treatment for amyloids? Um, mitigate exposure, mitigate exposure and lifestyle changes. There's no, there's no drug that we have which seems to work yet. Now, you know, there's, I, I'm, I'm taking a whole bunch of supplements right now for <laughs> the potentially have anti-amyloid properties. Quercetin is one. Um. But I, I don't think that we have the, because the, prob the problem is, is that we're finding that they may have a sort of biological function and it's their, it's, it's their spinning out of control that's problematic. And, you know, there's a idea that perhaps these protein tangles are there to sort of quench and stop sort of toxic epitopes or chemicals from moving freely around the body. And it might, it might just be that they, that they, in, in, like I say, an inflammatory uh, condition that they start aggregating more that more than they should. I mean, for sure they're correlated with a whole bunch of neurodegenerative conditions or, or degenerative conditions because there's systemic amyloidosis as well. But, um, I don't, I don't think that we have good therapies just yet. And let's say it's lifestyle, lifestyle, reduce inflammation. That's the, that's the prescription that's given to elderly people who are heading down that track and, and try to make them as comfortable as possible in a situation where you've got people developing large blood clots because of, uh, the coagulopathy. Again, I don't, I don't know. Because you, you you're you, you've got to take into account things like bioavailability, you know, how much of it gets across the gut, etc. And if you're in a situation where like sixty percent of your artery is um, filled up with a fibrinogen resistant clot. Um, I'm not sure taking a couple of quests in gonna do you much good to tell the truth. Uh you might you might have to uh might have to have it fished out physically if they find it, if they get there in time. But I I haven't I don't know of any knockdown study 
where they can say, ha ha, we're, you know, we've, we've got this and we can, we can blow these amyloid aggregations apart and you're, you're done. Like there are, there are clot busting drugs, right? If you get normal clots where you can go in and they'll, they'll IV inject you with them and yes, you know, they're, they're sort of miracles or they were 20, 30 years ago. Um, but I, I really wish that there was a better, or I had better answer with respect to how to rein it in. And, you know, when you're, when you're in a situation where am, you've got runaway amyloidosis, it means that you're at a point where many, many systems have become out of sync with each other. And, you know, one of the critical ones that we would look at is um, uh, iron iron dysregulation and there was you know so there's there's attempts to sort of sequester iron etc and and again none of it's really been that successful it's not it's not like researchers and clinicians don't know the targets at which to aim for the it's just the end results always seem to be somewhat underwhelming and you know i've Yeah, I spent I spent a good part of my career trying to figure out how to how to reverse their effects, and you know, the the simplest fact is it was symptom amelioration rather than symptom r removing causal elements which drive the symptoms. And that, that's why I focused on things like deep brain stimulation. It's a sort of end of end of life palliative care type uh, approach and hope hope that the person has, has made the right lifestyle choices through their through their life and, and again some people some people are able to drink and smoke and do cocaine till they're till they're 80 90 years old <laughs> they look fit as a fiddle and others others just don't others burn out much quicker and it's the it's the human condition so uh, again, I wish I had a better, a better answer than that. Jeff Rent still, still seems to be on track. Have you ever spoken to him? He has quite a big audience. Um, no, but I know Jeff Rents uh, has mentioned me a couple of times. I would be happy to speak to him. I don't know how to get in touch with him. Oh, it'd be a dream come true to speak to Jeff Rents. I had the, when I started my PhD at Opital Salpetria, there was nothing else. There was nothing else to read or listen to when I was down there with that fucking monkey for hours on end, except Rents. Rent site. <laughs> Let's see. Del Big Tree changed my life. Uh, good to know. I don't think many vets would cop to using experimental vaccines in order to protect their grift. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, uh, veterinary surgeons, you mean? I thought you meant soldiers. Shame on them. Now, so fasting, diet, and exercise, what supplements do I take? Um, so I take now a whole... whole it just get, it becomes ever more complex. So I take like a good high quality multivitamin. I think I think that's important. Take that. I take quercetin. I've taken a whole bunch of quercetin and zinc today because I do think I probably picked up a bunch of <laughs> some goof. So uh, added that to the ivermectin. I'm not I'm not sure about that ivermectin. I don't know if it's doing anything. Um, and uh, what are, what else do I take? Um, so I recently 
started taking natto kinase because everyone says oh you got to take natto kinase it's uh, it's amazing i don't really notice that much to tell the truth um have i have i noticed any reduction in my chronic symptoms N not really i mean i'll take it why not if it stops a few blood clots, I, I, I think I'm prone to DVTs. They'll be. I wake up sometimes and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> my calf, my calf's all messed up. Um. So yeah, so I've added natokinase recently, and um, what else? I can't think. There's so many. Oh, um, CoQ10. I take that one and uh, see what else fish oil I take fish oil it's disgusting I take it and like vitamin D I, I do take it but I'm conscious of just jamming myself with thousands of units of vitamin D every day synthetic vitamin d i'm not i'm not so sure such a good idea there's a lot of discussion about impact on innate immunity you might be sort of down regulating your your t-cell posture um what else do i take uh sometimes i've got this magnesium solution i sometimes take especially if i'm really aching um again i don't i don't know if it really does that much um I bought some amino acid supplement fuel, whatever you want to call it. It's disgusting. I took it. I tried it for about two days. I couldn't hack it. So I've got a big tub of that. Um, what else? Uh, so the multivitamin, the fish oil. So multivitamin, fish oil, quercetin, I take. They're probably my main ones. And then I have, I do have zinc if I feel I need to take more than what's in the multivitamin. And natokinase I'm trying. And yeah, I think, I think that's about it on the list. Oh, and the CoQ10. And that's it. So uh, if that's... Um, isn't amyloidosis a defense mechanism the body implements? There's some theory that it might be the case, right? That you, there's a, you know, there's an understanding in the neurodegenerative field that it might be, it might be a way of sequestering toxins again, or, or viruses, for example. So there's some, there's some, it, it's not, entirely pathological to to get these tangles if you get what i mean i don't know if i'm explaining it that well but but, but the, the body could be using them in a functional way let's put it that way uh, let's see covid shots for doggies in the usa although dogs should be lining up and doing their civic duty uh, I'm 30 minutes behind, just took Chubby Emu's video on an elderly man who died from dog lick, immune compromise, somehow alkalism may be an odd canine mouth bacteria. I don't know. I don't think you can break up these. They're not uh, They're not fibrin clots, though. These are amyloid clots mixed with fibrin, I guess. But the amyloid seems to predominate. And, you know, the you would have to presume that the amyloidogenic 
peptide sequences are what are what's causing it. And again, it might be the fact that you know the body has a mechanism for trying to sequester them because it doesn't want them rattling around and and causing problems. And you know if there's just you're just taking a complex system, and once it's once you've pushed it over the edge, and you get this runaway um, response, like clotting generally, right? You want clots, right? But sometimes they can get a bit out of hand, especially if you've got uh, atherosclerosis, and you uh, you you've got a high immune, not immune, uh, inflammatory state, and it, it, then they spin out of control. So. Yeah, it's just it's not a it's not it's not a quick fix biology. Many many smart people have been trying to figure it out for a long time, and I say I've been in the clinic watching watching trials with clot busters, not amyloid busters. They didn't do anything. Uh, let's see how fast do amyloids grow. Well, again, it depends on the the state that you're in. And how how much is there to trigger it in the first place? Now, if if you were just under normal environmental conditions, there would be a sort of ebb and flow as the body used the amyloid pathways to deal with these toxins, and then it would try to clear them, etc. And sleep is one of the ways that the body sleep is critically important for amyloid clearance, especially in the brain. And it just it just comes down to exposure and again mitigation, 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 mitigation. So and you know it, they could grow incredibly fast if they've found a way to um, leverage and weaponize them. And I think again in light of off six, off ten, and the whole slew of amyloidogenic peptides that are part of the spike protein tells me that yeah they probably they probably did find a way they did find a way to um leverage it and we're seeing the consequences now and and the last thing you want to be doing the last thing that you would want to be doing is putting in synthetic peptide sequences that are amyloidogenic that would be my advice mitigate reduce exposure um, what do you think about NAC um, I think uh, it's a well thought of supplement uh, again um, if you can't get NAC you can just get cysteine L-cysteine right that's that's just what uh, NAC is except they've gone a metabolic step on it and put a whatever acetyl group uh, Arthur Carl says, Chagan Reshi Mushrooms, uh, cumin. Cumin! Cumin is always good for you. Um, let's see. Need cocaine to thin the blood. <laughs> magnesium and B2 keep my migraines away. Uh, that's good. Vax injured community swears by magnesium. Helps with dysautomia and heart palpitations. Uh, aspirin. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget aspirin. Thank you, good doggy. Um, but again, aspirin is something that you've got to, you can't take aspirin every day, right? Aspirin's got to be in the medicine cabinet for when you need it. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, you just, uh, you'll, you'll shit your guts out, basically. Uh, looks like not all of them got blanks sailing, but obviously it would have been worse if he wasn't up to date. 
just in quadruple vaccinated US Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin infected with COVID for the second time this year. Well, he needs obviously needs that fifth boost. He needs that bivalent one from Moderna. What's the matter with him? Go on, step up, do your duty, set an example for everyone. <laughs> Let's see. Don't forget potassium with your magnesium for absorption. Um, yeah, again, say people people have all 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 kinds of uh, suggestions for these supplements. And, you know, I'm, the thing is, I have supplement fatigue. I have, I just have polypharma supplement fatigue. I forget what I'm supposed to be taking half the time. I'm popping so much stuff. And I, I'm, you know, we used to be able to survive without them, right? Eat, eat wholesome food, get some chickens, maybe. Just, you know, stop eating uh, Pop-Tarts. Uh, just one more jab till paradise. Yes, indeed. All right. So, um, again, this, th this turd of an article is, again, it's a fop to the public. Again, it's, th it's there for those that are, uh, who think they're being critical with respect to their reading, etc., And you just don't know. And again, we're two and a half years, nearly three years. We're coming, we'll be three years coming up to especially if we're looking at uh, October release 2019 and with distance what these people are able to do is to jam the literature with their with their view while at the same time doing everything that they can to squelch dissent which is why again I would put forward the argument that you're you're not dealing with a functional system anymore better better to pull it down rethink how to do it um, and again like i said you can't you can't stop the the corporates and the spin-offs etc and all that jazz um but it needs to be that the academic environment needs to be siloed away from that type of input and not only not only from the weapon weaponized money and the hunt for patents and publications but also the internal subversion that we're seeing the woke politics which i would argue is is a big reason why we're we've got departments full of lick spittles now who won't speak up who who know who can see what's going on and what 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 were they uh worried about their pensions worried about, again you know it takes a lot to speak up um but i would i would say well, nothing's going to happen, right? It, again, it's just it's just going to be another one of those events. They'll drag it out, use time to sort of dilute the uh, the rage that people feel. They'll start up with other sort of global like events, like war, like war in the Pacific or in or in Europe to tr anything to cover their tracks. And all the time that they're able to do that, they're able to fast track their publications into what are considered authoritative journals. And I think we have to bite the bullet on this and just say that they've got to go. It's too open to abuse. You can't trust anything in them. Like I say, right now, I'm of the opinion, unless you see the experiment 
being videoed and all of that data now being available for perusal by the public to see how the experiment has been done, then you can't trust anything in print. It's too easy to fake stuff. Uh, right, so I don't want to spend much more beyond that. But anyway, we know that they're um, broken. Uh, please follow Charles. See, and um, oh, yeah. So I wanted to just, just remind people of this. As, as, it, as this article does everything to skirt over the idea of manipulation of genomes for whatever, but dual use, dual use research of concern. And what do we have here? Human coronaviruses as multi-gene mucosal vaccine vectors for HIV. Oh, imagine that. Uh, Sims Amy, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, billionaire barracks stomping ground an effective hiv1 vaccine approach not only will need to induce broadly reactive neutralizing antibody and cellular immune responses at systemic and mucosal sites but the vaccine also will have to be feasible for distribution to parts of the world that need it most in terms of safety manufacturing cost number of inoculations and ease of administration Common cold human coronavirus, HCOV OC43, is attractive as a vaccine vector for HIV, and recent breakthroughs in coronavirus reverse genetics have now made it feasible for their exploitation as vaccine vectors. Coronavirus genomes are the largest RNA genomes in nature, 30 kilobases, and I've been saying this from the beginning. Okay, We use rabies as a, a, a systemically or, or systematically in neuroscience because of predictable properties. And once you've got something that's neuroinvasive and we can predict how it's going to act with respect to jumping synapses, etc., and you can start putting in very, uh, you, you can deliver a large genetic payload. Oh, well, now, now we're starting to talk about some very, very sketchy biological boundaries that could be breached. And they're, they're, they're saying it right here. Oh, look at all this space we've got. All this space that you could put extra open reading frames like 6 and 10 that are highly amyloidogenic. Uh, and contain multiple genes that are not essential for viral replication, theoretically allowing insertion of multiple heterologous genes into a single virus with a packaging capacity much larger than most other vector systems. And there you go. There, I think, is the, 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 whole, the whole program writ large there, that they thought that they had a virus which was well tolerated and they could pack a lot in with respect to peptides of interest. Only this time, only this time, it came out with the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. And you can't convince me that they didn't know the, the consequences of, of expressing GP120 in the spike protein or all those amyloidogenic peptide fragments. It's impossible that they didn't know about it or the consequences of it. Uh, Sally says, why am I unable to watch your last show on any of your links? Uh, I think you can go to WTYL.live and uh, the last one should be in there. Uh, primate studies used for whatever. That's the last one. Um, we do have, uh, we had a, 
we had a technical issue. The whole library's uh, got wiped. <laughs> Blick text evader. <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah, and I was nuked midstream. Um, multiple times. Nuked midstream. But, uh, but you can... WTYL.life. You can go there. Here's the link. Copy link address. There you go. I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. All right. So, so where are we? Um, because HCOV-0243 causes only mild upper respiratory tract infection, is anticipated to be relatively safe as a vaccine vector, allowing for replication competent viruses to be used to present heterologous antigen at mucosal surfaces for multiple rounds of vector replication. <laughs> In plain English, gene transfection. Gene transfections of immunogenic epitopes. And uh, I think we've had an... <laughs> Abject lesson in how that works. <gasps> um. <laughs> Simon Phoenix is re-adding them. Yes. <laughs> after after he uh, finished the watermelon. Coronavirus genomes also can be engineered such that recombination with natural, naturally circulating strains yields a dead virus. We recently completed the development of a reverse genetic system for HCOV OC43, which now makes it technically feasible to develop a HCOV OC43 based vaccine vector. In this phased innovation R21 R33 project, we propose to engineer HCOV OC43 genome as a multiple heterologous gene expression vector for SIV. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that when we can see, we can see epitopes for simian immunodeficiency virus in SARS-CoV-2. Imagine that. <laughs> which we will assess, which we will assess using the SIV SM E660 macaque model. In the R21 proof of concept phase, we will engineer HCOV OC43 to express SIV SMH4 matrix capsid, Jesus, MACA gene from different regions of the vector genome and to evaluate the systemic mucosal and cellular immunogenicity of MACA expressing HCOV OC43 vectors in mice. Now, St. Nick, didn't they already do this in the gaze? Didn't they already try this vaccine and it didn't work? It made HIV worse. Wasn't wasn't that a common cold virus? Uh, right, this is just uh, disturbing reading. Evaluate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the R thirty three phase, we will characterize infectivity of HCOV OC forty three in macaques, engineer and validate a recombination resistant HCOV OC forty three construct to express up to four SIV H four proteins. Gag envelope. Nef Viv, vaccinate macaques with multi-gene HCOV OC43 vector and assess vaccine efficacy by mucosal challenge with CIV SME660. This project will provide the first critical evaluation of the potential use of common cold human coronaviruses as live mucosal vaccine vectors for HIV. Project start 2008, project end 2011. I rest my case. 
I rest my case. All right. Um, neuroscience. I've been meaning to get to this um, article for a number of days now. Again, uh, the lab trip got in the way. Now, th this is interesting to me because I've I've been trying to scream about neuropillin for a long, long time. And in this paper, they they basically lays in on the neuropillin pathway. And I want to I want to give this paper more effort and time. And it's ten past four in the morning right now. So I think what I will do is I will uh, put a pin in this one and we will maybe look at some papers which have looked at uh, um, analysis of uh, people who have done their civic duty. They've done the right thing. Now, when was this? August 12th. So dark field microscopy on blood of 1006 symptomatic persons after um, Pfizer injection or Moderna or vaccines. Um, now, it's stuff that we're familiar with. And I want to, I, I think it important to point out some things that I think might be a little sketchy the eye of faith is looking towards or, or focusing in on. Now, this to me, I've seen blemishes in the glass look like this one, um, where they're saying crystalline-like features. Uh, um, this one I'm skeptical of. But these ones, um, I'm not going to doubt this data that they're finding if they're, if, if they're you know, well, give them the benefit of the doubt but again i think that in these instances yes i'd agree that there's you know clumping of the red blood cells and we know that there's this coagulopathy that's baked in baked into spike protein exposure now i think we could perhaps work around the hypothesis that if we know that amyloidogenesis is a problem that this is what we're seeing here all these fibers and they do focus on fibers a lot and presumably again i'm not so sure about this i think i think that's a glass blemish same same for these but the fibers the fibers i think are of interest now if i were to ask these individuals um to do one test is to stain these slides for amyloid because I think then they'll get a hit on these fibers and then then we're we know what they are and again we can what we can do is move away from the uh, the more radical hypotheses that these are graphene oxide nanotubes building a biological ethernet inside your body i don't i don't think they're that clever yet and again these these look disorganized and exactly how i would expect amyloid tangles to present 
And so if people want to look at this paper, be my guest, um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but, um, yeah, the, if, if people have this data and they've got a lot, it seems a thousand people, 1006 samples, I think they said, um, please, please stain it for amyloid. And I bet you that's what we see. And I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that our next experimental steps should be doing the animal tests, the primate studies with exposure to this spike protein through whichever route and see, and see if we get hits for amyloid runaway amyloidosis, because I, I think that's what we're going to see. And, you know, this, you know, the, the problem is, is that they reference young in here and, um, the, a bunch of other grifters who uh, I think are stretching, stretching the biology somewhat. I think a more parsimonious explanation exists. Amyloidogenic peptide sequences are running amok. And yeah, it's going to cause, it's going to cause these clots. It's going to, going to cause neurodegeneration to accelerate. So, uh, there's this one and then there's this summary of preliminary findings for COVID vaccine analysis. Now, what, what can I summarize this as? So, okay. But the, what this study does, here's the link. Oh, of course it's not, um, I've downloaded the PDF. Um, how can I, I will, I will put this in the discord general chat right now. And, um, if you want, you can get it from, uh, there. let me just do this. And if I was, if, if I was to summarize this paper again, I will go into it at more length, uh, on another, on another day. I got, I got too sidetracked with. Uh, dog fox, dog monkey fox. Um, but what do they find? Lipid. They find some metallic contamination, which, which we do as well. Um, and not much else. Now, yes, there are contaminants in, in these products. We get that. And I, th I think what we should be doing is focusing on the biology of these products, not coming up with fantastical theories about or less probable, probable theories with respect to synthetic biology. Let us, let us deal with what's the most amenable to testing right now. And, you know, these folks don't find, you know, they find these, crystals etc um like say silver contaminant um but to me that's the standout from this is actually they don't see all of the 
well, the, the graphic and the microchips, right? So, you know, they, they do the analysis and they find that it's likely lipid. And again, I would, th this, this needs staining for amyloid. All of this, anything that's come from a human being after exposure to uh, spike protein should be stained for amyloid. And all these other little crystals, etc. Again, um, if the if the contamination is patchy, then the what's going to happen is is you're going to get some batches. Well, you don't find anything, and you know, <laughs> the the testing labs that are going to be bought and paid for by pharmaceutical companies are always going to find clean batches. So um, I don't I don't think there's much that we can do beyond make make note that there are these metal contaminants and again we got a strong hit with um with jansen and we found that there was copper a lot of copper and yeah so there's copper right in the right in it right in the middle and you know who uses jansen now no one and you now what what's copper doing in there i don't know and uh let me quickly before i forget put the um put the copy this i'll put it in no i'll put it in the live stream chat that's probably more appropriate live stream chat let's do this okay there's there's this pdf and i i honestly think we've got we've got enough data looking at stuff through microscopes and mass spectrometers now and you know this this is a nice study because they actually do the mass spectrometry which i was lining up to do and i want to do and I, I could go and sort of book the, again, it's another, I've got to scream for uh, lab days. And, you know, I, I was three days in the lab, not two days last week. So, you know, these things take time and you can, and what's the best use of our resources? And I, I would say right now, we need to be working towards proper, animal test platforms where we can see if we can reproduce some of these adverse events and you know you could make the was the copper above safety levels doc I, I yes i don't think uh i don't think that there's any um there's no pharmaceutical reason why there should be copper in there and <laughs> I, I've got to, you know, I've got to believe the machine, and the, the machines have, pre have been pretty consistent in what they've what they've shown us: lipids, lipids, and uh, lack of phosphorus in some samples. Now, again, we need to do the mass spectrometry, and in this study, um, they give us a pathway to looking for uh, phosphorus using mass spectrometry, which takes a lot of the um, 
guesswork out for me. And you know, you know what? What would cause all this trace metal contamination? Again, mass industrial scaling up of these technologies. Okay, so um, it's uh, in German, of course. But the, uh, the so they talk about autohydrolysis effects and the stability of RNA, and you can get a signal. Um, when you go down and do scroll through this, uh, here, right? So time of flight using this form of mass spectrometry, which I do have available. If there's, if there's genetic material in there, we should see, uh, this signal here around 328. Now, you know, is it, again, is it worth going and spending what little resources we have to confirm this or not? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know again, I will relay that I, I looked at surgical footage last week of them removing, amputating an arm. And they were pulling out those clots. And that to me seems to be it's something that's consistent in the literature and it's something that seems amenable to testing and we have a pretty solid biological hypothesis with which to work that exposure in the blood to these amyloidogenic peptides causes runaway clotting amyloidogenic clotting that needs testing. And then if that's the case, if we can demonstrate that there's th this amyloidogenic response, then you've got good grounds to stop it on safety um, issues. Uh, aren't there always some background levels or ions present in all samples? No, no. I mean, we, you know, we got um, a lot of uh, data. I mean, this one is particularly noisy. Um, but if you look at this one, so this, this one, right, is an old sample taken at low magnification, right? And a lot of the contamination, I would argue that you would see comes from the glass and the, uh, the stand that's, you put the sample on, right? So when you're looking at the elemental breakdown. You want to see where do, where do you see the representative colors? And so in this one, you can see silicon, right? That's all the glass there. Uh, for some reason, sodium all over. And again, you know, why is sodium around and is it part of the glass? What's it? What's in the glass? What's glass usually borosilicate? And a lot, a lot of this noisy signature seems to come from around the sample, which would be the light gray regions. But if you zoom in 
on the so if you zoom in something like this so this is uh, Janssen you can see the copper fragments right those pale white dots that's that's all copper but relatively clean otherwise carbon some oxygen a little bit of iron maybe <laughs> See that? so this is this is why i sort of i'll take two sh shots at a sequence so somewhere you've got the background available so you can just see how that plots and then then go in and look closer and understand what the glass is contributing and this this looks relatively clean carbon oxygen sodium um chlorine salt silicon which would be the glass some platinum signature there so again i'm i'm of the opinion that keep to, to keep going and spending hour after hour because it's laborious task doing this trust me yeah. I mean, it's nice to get out of the lab but i'm i'd say i'm exhausted after doing last week and you know if i'm if i'm going to put effort into doing and getting something that's of use to people is to is to try to work towards the experiments proper experiments of, in, in test platforms right we know we know that the animal testing is tainted now that's what we looked at in the last stream but literally where they're being investigated for fabricating data and they haven't done the experiments to the to the standards that i would expect inappropriate cho choice of model platform in young in young monkeys two to four years old not appropriate and you know when you're when you're testing the toxicity of these compounds you don't you don't just go in with a light touch and say oh it, it works perfect you know you do you do things like ld50 testing and you find the dose where 50 percent of the animals die that's that's how that's how you start teasing apart mechanisms you you stick it in routes that uh supposedly sh shouldn't be touched but we know are dangerous so you do like iv you put it into the general circulation and not intramuscular see what type of effects you get then look let's look at the blood then do we see these amyloid tangles that's what i think should be, be being done and so if if you're if your idea is to just keep doing like say even sequencing i mean it's sort of next up on on the on the list but what is it going to tell you even even if you get a really good sequence readout from it well, okay you've got a sequence readout doesn't tell you much more beyond that you need you need to test it for its bioreactivity and i i think that's where we find ourselves now after two and a half years right there's there's enough data now to be saying well we should be we should be looking to work out the formal mechanisms of adverse events not only to uh, the virus itself but also more studies with the 
the virus, did I say virus, or the, or the shots and the virus, all of them need testing because it might be some combination of the two that leave people particularly susceptible. Uh, need a video to present. Yeah, Karma, I I agree with you. Um, I'll try and I'll try and do it. Um, maybe we could, we could have a Zoom call or something. Um, maybe see if. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll I'll call you after the stream, Karma. Um, all right, so let me just catch up with the chat. And then I think, um, well, Chestnut and Last Gig, yeah, that's a great stream. Um, and again, you know, it's it's nice. It's nice for me to see people picking up and, and taking an interest in this particular field and domain. And, and Walter is a very smart and erudite individual. And I love chatting with him. And, you know, there's a... There's a um, well. It's it's important that you discuss out and flesh out these mechanisms because it because one one is going to be on target and others less so in a sort of Bayesian type analysis. And I I will sort of plant my flag in the amyloidogenic pathology domain. I think that's what we're seeing and. I would predict that from the molecular biology and just from, from my experience with the, uh, with the pathogen itself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a great, um, it's great to sort of see people coming, coming around and honing in onto that. And now we're at that point, we have to test it. We have to test it. So now we need a, a cohort of monkeys. We need to make sure we've got reactive, products and we test it the destruction but yeah if, um great great show I, don't, I should uh raise my hand up and say i should uh, i'd like to be uh in on those discussions um because th there's little bits that we could do with tweaking uh anyway so crispy gene editing might have a good application in the future just not so far and again um all this gene editing and again i'm not i don't want to be against technology just for the sake of it the problem we have right now is that there's a especially in the virology domain there's too much overlap with dif with defense industries that that needs breaking same the same with pharmaceutical companies it needs breaking and and it needs completely uprooting and starting again from scratch. Most of those people have broken any trust they have with the public, and I, I would just get rid of them. Uh, in the primate session, you forgot to mention that not only were the macaques only one to two years old, but they were all male, any regular periods that could have been spotted in the model. Yes, good point. Good point, Lisa. Um, again, there's, there's lots wrong with that model. And it, like I say, the first thing is... Um, juvenile monkeys are not not the test platform it's it's people who have comor comorbidities that you're aiming these products at so test it on them or test it on those type of monkeys there's plenty of them in those cages i can assure you 
Damn it, I've been two hours late for the last few videos. Did Kev get booted off Twitter? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I booted off Twitter. Booted off YouTube. They took they took my stream down live last time. So, um, who nuked the stream midway? That's not YouTube. Um, well, yeah, it was YouTube. <laughs> uh, Tippy Tappy Band says, uh, where are we? Hello, Akbar! Let me just uh, see if anyone's uh, helped Doc with his uh, research today. Let me see. No, you're all. The Jew. That's what I think. Uh, Gig Rome is a must follow. Yeah, look, man, I'm, I'm love Jonathan, right? And again, he he went from outside his field and went and did the hard work to learn about um, immunology. Brilliant, brilliant approach. And hard work, hard work. Like I, I can sit there and learn something from those from those lectures that he does. Uh, let's see. I might fight Twitter over it. I've plenty of studies and articles backing that up. I've been saving them the whole pandemic. Oh, you fight, <laughs> you fight. Uh, let's see. Personally, I think Simon got bored and wanted to ride the exciting edge of website catastrophe. <laughs> yes. He wasn't working hard enough. <laughs> he did more. Is there a way to spot amyloid deposits in vivo? Yes, you can. You can go to check um, blood tests for amyloid loading. Now, it, it's not so good for um, like neurological buildup, but there there are. Um, do, 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 do. Blood tests can predict the presence of beta amyloid in the brain. Yeah, there we go. But there's um, so what what I did with monkeys. There are uh, imaging studies that you can do pet imaging. And again, you know, do you do you want to go and get? dosed up with a radioactive tracer to find out if you've got an amyloid buildup. Because again, what what are they what are they gonna do if they find it? Not much. Tell you to eat your veggies. That's it. They can't go in and scrape them out. But there's there's blood tests for uh, systemic amyloid in so there are familial disorders that have uh, amyloid and also in some cancers but let's see if I can find amyloidosis diagnosis and treatment there uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. so your blood and urine may be analyzed yeah um, so uh, but nuclear imaging I think is the uh, gold standard now and that's relatively recent. Um, but, you know, the, we, I was doing this, I was testing some of the first ligands back in the day. Back when I were a lad. We would. Where's she gone? Not in there. need to add that in that presentation
Mm. Alright, got another one. <laughs> Want another one. How about that? Wait for that to load. Um, studying old age illness could yield gain of function info useful for disabling bioweapons. Uh, don't know what that means. Um, what's this? Uh, Barry just sold everything and bought a 3.3 million stake GI private prison mental institution builder. I think the smartest guy in the room knows that what spike protein is doing to people's brain. Um, interesting. Burry just sold everything and bought a 3.3 million stake in GEO, a private prison mental institution builder. I don't know what Burry is. Um, Debtors' prisons are coming back. How many IRS? Yeah. <laughs> Debtors' prisons. But yeah, I could, I could uh, believe this. Interesting, interesting data point. And again, it's these sort of edge cases that we need to look about. Uh, let's see. What's the copper button? I did that. Uh, You've go the teeth of a hydra upon you. Unless they're located next to a copper mine. Yeah. Uh, good to see you, uh, Prophet Burgle. Never! Uh, ask yourself a question. What possible reason and why is there an ingredient in the Janssen COVID vaccine which shouldn't be there? Yeah. There were some background levels. Yeah, did that. Uh, interesting that they were trying to debunk copper in 2020. I can't post the article URL, but it was copper will not protect you from coronavirus despite its germ clearing properties, a microbiologist says. Interesting. I'm wondering if we skip the lab. I think going to the animal studies would be great. We need a big donor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, fuck messing around with glass slides and stuff. Test it in, in a living, breathing organism and look for amyloid. That's the test. Everything else is just fucking superfluous and wasting time now. There's, there's no graphene oxide. There's some metal contaminant. And there's maybe there's maybe a um, disparity with the genetic material, the content, the active content. But what, what good is that going to tell you? What does it do? What does it do beyond saying, okay, now we know? <laughs> and literally, if you just sequence it, and you get you get a sequence and a bunch of little different reads, etc. What? How does that help you? you, you you've got to test it in, in. And that's why that's why we have these systems, or we did. Uh, complete lack of oversight, ethically and morally. Yes, I agree. Hey, Kev, heard an advert on radio station about free program paying people to get infected with flu. Uh, that's normal. They always have challenge studies. Um, had a jingle jangle background music with an enthusiastic person talking off it. It's positive for society. Yeah, they've, they've always done those studies. Um, revolt. Okay, Burgle. We know we're waiting for the next great trek. Uh, what are amyloid symptoms? Well, there's many. And again, it depends where. So th 
the, the issue is is that the body can handle a fair amount of amyloid buildup. It's when it gets in the brain that it becomes really problematic because the brain is so sensitive to these types of disruptions. And again, the, it's an it's an end of life condition usually. Usually now again, I think the the clotting that's linked to it is obviously problematic. If that video that we're looking at is legit and is a consequence of spike exposure, could be could be an issue. Um, but again, we don't know the providence of that video, and it could it could come from the virus itself. And I would just add this for YouTube that uh, I'm encouraging all my listeners to go and do your civic duty, sequester that carbon. You know it's the right thing to do. Uh, let's see. Um, I know I know about Pfizer CEO. Uh, I'd like to let you know that I've tested positive COVID-19. <laughs> no, Revolt is a Discord replacement. Um, awesome. All right. So, oh yeah, I was going to show, I've shown this before, but you, you know what St staining for amyloid is supposed to look like in traces. Oops. Says Dr. Kev in the surgery room. <laughs> uh, why am I not seeing her? What the fuck? <laughs> Am I just that retarded at the moment? This one. Why do I feel I'm missing some slides? What's going on here? Hmm. Where where has all that gone? Hmm. Oh, I'll have to have to look offline. Um <laughs> I promise you, I do have it somewhere. That's really that's really bugging me now. It's not this one. God damn it! It's not there. Bloody hell! All right. Well, anyway, whilst I uh, root around in my uh, lights and presentations. Find out where that's gone. <laughs> Bloody thing. Ah, there. There it is. <laughs> Told you I wasn't lying. Um, so, again, you know, what what are you going to grab from that imagery? Well, you can see that there's a signal in the sort of hindbrain here, but 
you know what's what's kind of interesting is that the all the muscle and bone surrounding it has a high intensity signal as well which to me is indicative of um a, a more systemic amyloidosis in a um in a model which we well we know had a genetic mutation that's associated with multi-system atrophy and yeah I've, I've done that before so uh, let's see they're studying dumping iron in the ocean so phytoplankton can use it to sequester carbon what could possibly go wrong <laughs> yeah uh, can our meme lord take a shot at carbon sequestration? Um, I guess. Survey of the concentrations of 11 metals in vaccines of uh, allergenic extracts, toxoids, blood, blood derivatives. Well, let's do this. So you know this was something that the that there's this italian group which have found similar um i i'm i'm of in no doubt that you're going to find metal contaminants in these products it's just just the nature of things oh i want to say thank you to someone someone is not zju today uh, again doesn't tell me who or where but i can Say someone from the UK. Thank you, thank you. Not being, uh, not being stupid. Right. What was I going to do? Look for that paper. Out. Do this. Do this. Does it have it? Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, not the not the easiest paper to read, but what's the year? Nineteen eighty six. So, um, someone sent me the Italian. Who was that? I can't remember now. Oh, I do remember it was this one and this one. Quality control investigations. And so, like I say, I don't, I don't think there's anything new by saying, oh, we've found metals again. Calciparis. Uh, quality control should have picked it up if they were interested in delivering safe. Right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you hope. But, um, you know, this is corporate land. And once you've signed on the dotted line, <laughs> they'll try and get away with anything. chain it's been going on likely continues yeah um I, yeah I, like i say the metals i think are probably from production line there's big 
metal vats, etc., that are going to be purged and all, all sorts could account for it. Um, and so I, I would imagine that there's just what they consider an acceptable threshold. But, you know, these are... I I see stuff that would concord with that. And again, these these little fragments, etc. They might they might just say, well, it's, it's, it's the cost of doing business, governor. All right. I saw this video of fresh graves in some Australian town and they're driving their car past a whole lot of fresh burial mounds. Yeah, I saw that. Um, okay, okay, all right, that's me up to date. Uh, I want to thank um, whoever the person was that sent uh, 25 bucks. Much, much appreciated. <laughs> Keeps me in the game. All right, uh, let's... Uh, yeah, I'm going to call it quits from there. So I will see you uh, in the next one. And I'll, I'll hopefully get to that neuroscience paper because it's interesting. I got uh, got distracted. Too much, too much, uh, too much dog, dog anal monkey box going on. Right, take care. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that online, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. There's no fucking joke anymore. Russ is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually say. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA or MFWI fucking war blood. Oh, 